I'm with Mick Lavelle. Now, Mick Lavelle, of course, was well known to us all at BBC Essex because you were a regular uh, participation, a participant, I mean, on, of course, uh, the BBC gardening programme with myself. Yes, indeed, yeah, yeah. Many, many years. Many, many a happy hour spent in that studio together with you. <laughs> now, here we are, um, coming into summer. The, we say this every year as gardeners, don't we? I mean, I'm a gardener. You are a gardener because you garden at home. You're a horticultural lecturer at Rittle College as well. Sorry, university. Um, But we say it every year, but the years are changing a little bit and they don't follow the same pattern each year, do they? No. One of the things which has become um, very apparent in the last um, sort of decade to two decades, we've got the increasing uh, phenomenon where we don't get autumn frosts. We get a very mild period coming right up to more or less to December. And then we get these dry, cold, but not when I say spring, I mean, if it, spring doesn't start in January, but the period from January through till about April is uh, characteristically colder and drier. And we're noticing that there's less in the way of um, insects appearing early on. Uh, this year, of course, we've had the alleviation of the fact that around about April time, uh, towards the end of April, it started to rain and some people may think it's never stopped raining since then. But it's certainly made life easier for all of us as um, horticulturists and growers generally. A lot more growth, a lot more growth in yeah, gardens yeah, and yeah. everywhere, isn't it? But of course that's seen a sudden proliferation of a whole load of pests. I mean, people have been talking to me just today about aphids, about how many aphids they've got in the garden. And it's just one of those uh, bad years for that. But I think the, the thing which I'm starting to notice is that we can grow things outside now that we couldn't grow before. It's certainly getting warmer, uh, but at the same time, the, the springs get in sort of almost that like more miserable, dry and dry, sunny and cold. And you think that shouldn't be a combination for the spring. And the interesting thing was, if you look back, there were days when actually you could have thought it was summer. And then along comes the night temperatures and yeah. they just plummet, didn't they? Well, they are. This is, uh, of course, it's everything that young plants don't like emerging from the ground. They get cooked all through the day. I mean, daffodils this year, they were here and gone seemingly in five seconds. I mean, I, sometimes I think as I get older and older as a gardener, I look forward to the daffodils and I think, oh, it's a con, they're all over so quickly. But definitely they don't seem to last because there was a spell in the spring where all the early daffodils came and they were cooking during the day because it was warm. Then we got a bit of a cooler spell and the late, uh, so late season daffodils, they actually lasted a little bit longer you know, made it seem a bit more worthwhile uh, spending money on the bulbs in the first place. But certainly it's, um, it's become more challenging in the spring. We've just got to find new ways of meeting these challenges though. We're all horticulturists, we can all beat Because them. if you go back and back and back, mm. although I'm sure you're the same as possibly I am, even though I'm a bit older than you are, we always used to think this sort of, oh, winter, snow, yeah. frost, spring, rain in April. Okay, that used to happen, but did it really happen every year? It didn't in a way, because we had that, if you look back on, we sometimes get it put on television, didn't we? We had that one in 40-something, there was a big freeze, wasn't there, 40-something, and then there was another one in 74 or something. Mm. You know, we look back, and they were big cold spells, weren't they? Yeah. So they don't follow a pattern, do they? No, and the, the, the unusual weather is always what gets remembered. I think what's definitely true is if you look at statistically across the um, the weather uh, statistics for the year that we are getting this pattern of colder, drier springs. I mean, that's not just a matter of perceptions. One thing you remember what happened last week, and you think it's, it 
has always been that way, you know, because your mind plays tricks on you. So you have to go and look at the statistics and the 30 year averages, which we look at, which generally tend to look at them in a 30 year prior to a particular date. So generally we're looking at the 1990 to 2020 ones at the moment. We don't tend to do them mid decade particularly. And when you look at that compared to the, the 1980 to 2010, we start to see there is a definite trend in terms of drier springs, colder springs, but also the, the dearth of frosts in the autumn. We're not getting early frosts at all. So what it'll actually mean in the future is that, and you said it, is that growers, because we've got to look mm. at growers, whether they're farmers or horticultural growers growing mm. crops, we're going to have to change our methods in our gardens all the way back to agriculture, aren't we? I think so, yeah. But, I mean, the, the difficult thing is, as you say, you can't react to one uh, particular event. Like this spring, the way things have been this spring, is really just this spring. What we've got to look at then is think, how often is that likely to happen? Do we then need to start to think about how we change things? So changes will come. I mean, let's face it, agriculture exists in its current form because it was driven in that direction by the climate and the nature around us. And as the climate changes, we have to change as well or else we face a certain future.